Well, good morning, good day, good evening. My name is Jill. You are here at Jill's Journals Out Loud. Uh, I believe, you know how my, me and dates are lately, 12-27-2022, Tuesday morning, I am coming to you. Uh, so we're in the middle of our holiday season, and so I know people are kind of half in, half out with all these things, but I just wanted to touch on this one topic slash observation uh, as I have, you know, shifted from, you know, being in an off-grid community to sitting by myself on the BLM land, observing other people sitting by themselves on BLM land or in small groups to a highly dense population here in Southern California, uh, Newport Beach, which is a very, uh, not the richest area, but it's moving into the the snooty category, you know, <laughs> for those of you like me uh, who are not big into what the external world looks like. So uh, it's been really fascinating and uh there's just been some overlap experiences in all three of those environments. And so I would like to share this while it's fresh. Uh, but I also want to let you know, that's the dog in the background jingling because she's ready to go. It's still dark out. And uh, also, uh, I'm in the process of, uh, you know, now the, the movement of the holiday is kind of completed and... Uh, I'm not sure how long I have in this location, but I'm trying to make some, you know, decisions about how to move forward. Uh, The basics will stay the same, but I really do need to get some administrative stuff done and some practical stuff done. And so uh, this is, you know, kind of my hope is sort of my transition into uh, running all of this the way I imagined it and not the way I've sort of been doing it because I've been... Uh, you know, in the throes of all these other situations and uh, equipment issues and internet issues, blah, blah, blah. So with that, uh, I just wanted to touch by by and say I hope you had a really lovely holiday. It was really nice to be with family. Uh, And I also wanted to get this idea out because it is the thing that is happening to all of us at a grand global scale but I'm just watching it go come around here at this micro scale and how sorry the dog's walking around like she's getting ready to poop in the house which really leads me to what all this is about and the amount of stress I have been under trying to be in an environment that is extremely controlled and I am Noticing, I am pissed off all the time while other people are responding with a lot of fear. And so that's really what I wanted to get to the crux of here because it is amazing to me how much control issues are abound in this tiny little world that's been created here on this tiny little island of way too many people in a very, very small space. And one of the things you heard me talk about was when I was in uh, Yuma on the BLM land, it's very open and people come and go and there's lots of space in between people, but it was relatively clean. You know, people aren't putting their trash everywhere and, uh, it was, you know, people are contained and there are no hall monitors. There's nobody running around telling you what you can and can't do. And, you know, there's that slight discomfort because the rules on BLM land are you're supposed to move 
uh, every 14 days and you're supposed to move at least 28 miles away. Uh, I did ask just as an FYI and uh, what they normally do is the BLM people come out and take down license plates. They're supposed to do it once every two two weeks and so it's kind of the honor system but uh, I talked to a lady who'd been most of the winter where I was last year and she said they actually only came out once and that was because a large group posted on Facebook that they were having a large group uh, for which they needed a permit and that got the BLM people to go out and check on them. So there's not a lot of regulation that's very self-regulated and because most of the people who are out there prefer some degree of aloneness, you sort of self-regulate, right? When people get, there's too many people, they get close it's time to pick up and move, whether you find a more open spot or whether you just go somewhere else altogether. Now, what's been fascinating about here is how clean and organized and attended to it is uh, in a highly dense populated area. And one of the reasons it's like that is because there's a ton of built-in control mechanisms. There's all kinds of rules about where the dog can go to the bathroom and where the dog can't go to the bathroom. And there's, uh, you know, tiny little grass areas, which by the way, she still won't go on the grass. Uh, How nobody throws their trash on the ground. Uh, There's no like shaking your rug out like I do. I go outside, I shake out my rug in the middle of nowhere because what's the difference between putting the dirt on the rug back outside to the dirt on the ground. You don't do that here. Uh, There's all these built-in rules and on the one hand I can see the necessity for a much greater degree of control because you got a lot of people. But what's interesting to me, and this gets to sort of how I always look at everything, what's internal versus external You've heard me talk about locus of control. You know, a lot of people have an external locus of control. A lot of people have internal, meaning where do you look for authority to guide you? But in these super concentrated areas, it doesn't matter because there's so much control in place to regulate. You know, and I understand you can't just have people pooping and peeing everywhere, which, you know, I'm laughing because when I go for a walk, I don't think about it because there's nobody anywhere. And if I got to go, I just go, right? Who cares if I squat behind a bush? Here, I'm like, okay, how long do I have to walk before the coffee kicks in? And can I make it back? And, you know, I'm having this whole different conversation in my head. And, you know, I'm having super issues with her and where she will or won't go. And, all the problems that's coming up with and you know I just find myself getting angry all the time because of these stupid rules that I don't want imposed on me because I have the capacity to understand what I can and can't do in a public world depending on density and the necessity of people telling me what I can and can't do. Now that evokes, you know, my personality, that's that wired for danger thing says, don't tell me what to do, where other people respond with a lot of fear. Oh no, you can't break the rules. Oh, you know, in terror that some external person or system is going to come get you because you broke the rules. But it isn't about anything other than the system that's been created 
that is one of externalized control. And so if you're somebody who likes internal control, whether it's a fear or an anger thing, you're still reacting with primarily fear or anger. Uh, And you've heard me talk a lot about the filter of safety and comfort. And people live like this because they want safety and they want comfort, but they want it externalized. Someone else needs to take care of it. I'm not responsible for my own safety or comfort you all I'm going to pay you money and you're all going to just take care of it and so what really kind of flashed for me as you know as I'm like oh I can't stand this uh thinking about you know the off-grid world is changing because people who live in this environment are moving to the off-grid rural environment where they are used to external control systems of following rules, of having a lot of regulation to to make their own safety and comfortable comfort uh, possible by everybody else doing something to accommodate them. And how if you are born and bred out in the country or you've adapted because you like being out in the middle of nowhere and you know living more like the wild, wild west, uh, you don't want anybody telling you what to do. And, you know, there's, it's difficult. You know, where I left, there was a guy who, uh, you know, starves and ties his dogs up outside and basically starves his kids. And so, you know, there's this terrible knowledge that this happening. You know, if you, they, someone I think tried to call the authorities and he just picked up and left. He took the kids and he abandoned the dogs. And, you know, the, the thing is, is people like that, you take their dogs away and they just go get more dogs. And so you can't control everything. But in a world where there's almost no control, you have to shift the transfer of witnessing, you know, great tragedy. And, you know, I experienced that as a social worker in that, especially when I was in the NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit, and the nurses and the doctors wanted every single baby taken away from their parents, no matter how tiny the infraction, right? Because there was this great terror and fear, you know, that the parents or the family would do something terrible to this child. And, you know, with some basic, you know, reasons that usually were there. But what I knew, and they couldn't get past to understand, is that the foster care system was often much worse. You know, and one of the things that happens when you take children from their home and put them into foster care is that once they turn 18, they get kicked out to the street. And one of the biggest issues, especially in California with homelessness, is 18-year-olds and above who've been in the foster care system, and then they're just booted to the street and they have no connection to family. And so, you know, my thinking was, you know, short of, horrific abuse and no other family member that you could place with Uh, you know it was better to keep the child with the family because once you turned 18 you still had some connection now here is why none of these things work instead of creating systems which they have done occasionally and that work very very well supporting the parent especially when it was drugs you know having a drug rehab where you could take your baby with you so that you could do parenting and uh, anger management and stress management and those kinds of things with the real mom and her biological child instead you know our solution is to rip everybody apart which only creates long-term damage now the irony is uh, when I had read about Hawaii had done a radical approach where they did highly intensive interviews with moms uh, and instead of taking the children away 
they put somebody in the home. They had somebody visit, you know, three times a week, teach stress management, organization, uh, you know, parenting, that kind of thing. The abuse and the neglect rate went down 98%. So instead of 100 kids getting the crap beat out of them, you only had two. Now, you would think, well, that makes so much more sense. Why don't we do that? And, you know, then that gets into the whole why the world is the way the world because we don't do things that make sense. And that gets back into control and the manipulation through fear and anger fear and hate, dividing, putting us into a defensive, angry stance because either someone's trying to tell us what to do or we're watching what's being done to others that makes our blood boil or makes us collapse and cower into fear. And, you know, the basic premise of everything that we're kind of doing here is the the origin stress response, right? How our nervous system functions. And it's the sympathetic, which is the response to stress, and the parasympathetic, who we are when we're not stressed. And we need both. But when you're in a densely populated, highly controlled environment, if you are conscious in any way, you can see that all of this is very stimulating for a functional, mature adult to be either in fear because you can see what's happening or anger because you don't like what's happening. And I had a brief talk with the guy across the street and I had met him uh, when I was here two years ago and uh, I was telling him, you know, oh, I'm just like, I'm angry all the time. And his response was, I know, but you just have to put it out of your mind and not think about it. And that enters the dissociative state, the entertainment, the distraction, the obsession with information, ideas, and details that have zero value to our lives on any given day or any given moment, but that occupy our thinking so we're not focused on the fact that we're in this little controlled experiment called civilization and densely populated environments where we are being controlled and and struggling with overwhelming, you know, anger or fear, but because that's uncomfortable, that's a nervous system response, how we deal with it becomes our primary issue. And, you know, that's when everything breaks down because a lot of people, you know, just watch TV or they turn to food or uh, drugs or alcohol or shopping or internet or porn or all these other things that take away that edge that's unbearable because we're in a physical environment where we don't have to do anything to survive. We just turn the, the faucet on, water comes out. I know I'm just like, wow, hot water comes out. You know, I'm taking a shower because, you know, I do that once every couple of years. And I'm like, oh, it's just so nice to stand here and have hot water run until I'm done versus the bucket is empty. And so I'm not saying that these things aren't really nice, but the less and less and less that we do that we're responsible for in our own primary role of survival as human is just a little more control we've given away. And it's gotten to such a point where we don't recognize it as anything but normal. And then you put what we feel like is normal back into the world where you have to be responsible. You have to chop wood, you have to organize water, you have to stay on top of 
uh, long-term thinking, if you want to survive extreme temperatures, and you're just furious, right, that the other people aren't doing, being, behaving, acting the way you want because you're used to having someone to call. You can call the police, you can call the sheriff, you can call Child Protective Services. You can do all these things and get that little irritating thing, animal control, taken care of, where in the country that doesn't work out so well. And two, you know, if the systems, society breaks down, there's nobody to call and your capacity to cope is completely out the window. But what I just have found so stunning about this whole experience is my anger levels and frustration and how it isn't about anything that's real. It's all in response to other people's control issues. So, you know, I am frustrated with Haven because she won't go to the bathroom in the right place. Not because she needs to, because she's outside, she's just about cover it, right? But because other people have super control issues. So I'm not really even angry at her. I'm angry because I can't stay within the lines of control that are being imposed on me because they're just wildly unnatural, right? To try to get a dog to pee on a little piece of paper on a you know postage stamp they can do it we do it right we go to a toilet we've we've identified this is the tiny postage stamp we're allowed to do our business on and you know and that's okay for that because i don't want to live in one of these cities you know where people are crapping all over the street so i'm not saying a free-for-all is the way to go the problem is the population density and the external control systems that are put in place to manage that population density and then the abdication of our personal responsibility to manage ourselves. And so when you come in as a self-contained person and people start telling you to do really stupid things because they need that for their comfort and safety, but they have rules and regulations and permits and infractions and these things start to cost money and time going to court or have big consequences where they take your animals away they take your kids away they take your car away they take your house away I mean it's easy to slide into fear right it's very easy to be controlled when all things that keep you alive at a survival level are out of your control, being held in control by external entities in which now common sense has pretty much walked away from and people are irrational with their anger and fear, which then creates more anger and fear within you in reaction to, or you just have to check out. Now, you know, a lot of us run away. And I was thinking about that while I was reading uh, some of these migrant stories. You know, this Title 42 is hanging over everybody's head and there's a lot of people collecting at the border trying to decide, you know, if they're going to come across, although I don't know what difference it makes at this point. But the point being is I was reading their stories and their horror stories where they didn't have the cleanly version of externalized order and control we call government they had gangs who would 
kill and burn down. But it's really the same system. It's it's an external system of control. It's just that they do it through a lot of fear and there's no room to be angry. So people run away, right? They, fl- they flee, they flight. It's the total flight response. And they kill off anybody who has a fight response in the same way that our domesticated systems kill off that fight response through diagnoses of oppositional defiant disorder, conduct disorder, ADHD. Let's just medicate you into complacency because then you'll be a good follower, a good citizen, right? Whereas in, you know, these third world countries, they just kill you. They burn your house down, they kill you. And so people run away. And I was, you know, wondering, you know, what do you do in that situation? Because that's what I've done. That's what we've done. Those of us who don't like rules, we've run away to the country and abdicated the cities who will eventually implode and collapse on themselves because the only people that can stay here and stay semi-functional are people who are willing to be controlled, who are willing to follow rules that make no sense, who bury their anger or they live with their fear because you can't live in these environments without and be human your feet never touch the ground it's there's constant noise there's all this electronic crap in the air it's never dark it's loud it's crowded uh you know people are still nice for the most part but there's just lots and lots of crazy and uh superficial it's very ego uh you know status oriented uh, you know, we get upset about how people look or what things they're doing, or what their car looks like or where my dog is peeing. You know, these are like I'm the the holidays are over. So the staff is coming back, you know, where I live in daily threat of my truck being towed away because people don't like the way it looks. It doesn't look doesn't fit into the culture. So they want to tow it away. You know, these are stupid stresses. You know, I'm visiting a parent for a short amount of time, can you live with the discomfort of seeing a vehicle that does not look like yours? No. Okay. So, you know, I mean, these are the irrationalities that come when you start to get domesticated and focus on external control so that you feel safe and comfortable. And so what do you do though when your safety and comfortable is literally, you know, gangs coming in and killing and raping and chopping up your body and doing horrible things. You know, we've all seen the stories of the violent drug gains. And I, I was thinking, well, what happened is they've killed, right? They've killed all the people who will fight back. They are not allowed to have guns. They have no way to protect themselves. But eventually, after everybody runs away, then the gangs don't have anybody to terrorize. So they have to keep pushing forward to find people to control so the problem doesn't go away when you run away it follows you the problem doesn't go away if you just fight and you don't focus on the bigger issue and the problem doesn't go away when you just freeze up or disassociate and not deal with it There is no way of escaping the reality of the coming crisis we are looking at in which you can't have it both ways. You can't have freedom because tyranny won't stop moving. It won't pause. It pushes, it pushes, it pushes. And when you push back, it might retreat for a little while, but it comes back at you. And to me, you know, that's the real purpose of the Wired for Danger push is you have to keep it in check. You know, our our uh, founding fathers in America understood that you couldn't just 
put a system in place and stop thinking about it because tyranny is a pushing force. It will never stop. It's not a conscious uh, what's best for everybody concept. It's very manipulative. It's, you know, if you look at evil or darkness, it's very manipulative and conniving and subversive. It's very rarely and never honorable, right? It just doesn't say, hey, face-to-face, man, I got a problem with you, and you're like, okay, let me have it, and you either work it out or you fight it out or you get up and leave or you collapse, right? We have all these ways of dealing with things we don't like, but it's all coming to a head, and I was just brutally reminded as I'm here, surrounded by massive amounts of control, control issues, people with control issues, and, you know, it's stuff we've all been reading about, but I'm so far away from it, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, it's just me and the dog 99% of the time, and how, you know, the issues I had and other people are having out in the country in these rural environments is the bringing in of this mentality that says everything needs to be controlled externally you have to change so I can feel safe and comfortable versus what do I need to do to feel safe and comfortable that that works for most of us. There's never going to be perfect. You're always going to have people, you know, that can't ever function or color within the lines. And that's just reality. You know, that guy who abuses his kids and his animals, he's never going to change. Even when he doesn't have food or water, he won't change. He won't change. And his the girl, the woman won't leave and... You know, the kids are going to grow up to be, you know, menaces to society and the animals will suffer and die. I mean, this is just who they are and you will always have that. But that really is the whole point. There is no perfect answer. There's no utopia. There's no way in which you don't have to be responsible. You don't have to think about these things. You don't have to participate and... The more we run away and the more we disassociate and freeze up, the worse it gets and the more people will lock up the fighting angry people because it threatens their safety and their comfort. And, you know, the fighting angry people are always the tinier percentage. And as we allow ourselves to be medicated and locked up or destroyed or silenced or censored, uh, do we we give up or we just go in hiding or we walk away uh, or you know we get put in prison for several years because we decided to say we didn't we didn't agree with the outcome of the last election so it's we're in such a critical period right now but you know you get into your normal world which for me has been the country right and you get in a bubble and you forget you forget and in the two years you know I've been gone uh it's I've been more country you know I've been more off-grid I've been more free-for-all and so it's even a greater contrast between just deeply appreciating you know access to food and different kinds of food and whatever you need you can go get it and you can walk places it's not you know a hundred mile round trip just to go get a loaf of bread and everything you need is there it's very seductive but I'm like I'm angry all the time because there's so many rules and it's exhausting because I can't stay within the lines of these rules 
because it's not who I am. It's not how I know to live. So there are no answers to all of this. And I think that's the piece that people don't get. They still think that there's some person or some place or some way that will be the savior, the messiah, the politician, the leader, the, the revolution, the new systems, whatever it is that you are identifying as an external force will come in and make everything okay so you do not have to be vigilant and on point for your version of comfort and safety in the world by taking responsibility. We're just desperate to offload it so that we don't have to do it because it's really difficult. And in moments like now where it's gotten ignored for so long and we've become so passive, it's overwhelming and there's no way forward that it's not catastrophic at this point. But doing nothing, you become the cartels. And there's the horrific murdering, torturing, killing, and there's no sanity. People go insane. And that's coming to us because we're not dealing with it. And everybody who's running across the border, eventually the people that they're running from are going to follow because they have to be that that they are fight they are wired for danger it's just the scary kind of danger not the protecting kind of danger you can't wait for somebody else to take care of it so uh, I just wanted to get that out there because it's fascinating to me to observe myself how just these micro controls are making me lose my mind and how I am split between wildly enjoying the comfort and the luxury and then being just pissed off all the time because of all the lines that I can't seem to avoid crossing that just make everybody else crazy and the consequences that are ridiculous you know in connection with what's actually happening so this is the future you know this is where we are this is why we are where we are Uh, And there's no solution that just says you just do this once and you never have to think about it again. I mean, that's the piece that people aren't talking about. There's no end. There's no completion. There's no external solution. There's no heaven on earth and we're done and we never have to think about it. Because it happens at the micro, micro level. Like where my dog pees, right? I mean, that's never going away. And you can't run away forever because that running away process just allows it to fester and grow in these kinds of environments until it becomes too oppressive. And then the people in the oppressive environment, in the tyranny, run around and infect everybody else who's trying to find their own version of freedom. There's no end to this. So I don't have any quick solutions for you, but... That's because there aren't any. We're all having a personal experience within this. And so the goal is like, how do you function within this and not be angry or afraid? I'm still working on it because we're still spending a lot of time being pissed off, but we'll see how it goes. So with that, my friends, deep breath, just something to think about. And I will see you next time.